0: Hey, hey, this is Megan and you're listening to the Salesy Podcast. This is a podcast for a modern business owner where you will learn how to build your business while staying true to yourself at the same time. As a sales expert of the last eight years and a online business owner, I am here to teach you tangible sales techniques rooted in psychology and human behavior. Get your earbuds on and your Salesy notebook out and let's get started today. You want to know what TikTok I have stuck in my head? It's the one where it's like, woo tang, Wu tang, and people are snatching plates, which is a perfect intro because we are going to talk about storytelling today and why telling stories that are different and maybe commonly not told, whether that is you or other people or examples, is actually a selling principle that helps your buyer understand things more. So Why I use TikTok as an example is plain and clear because TikTok has some really interesting things. And the cool thing about TikTok, this isn't going to be an episode all about TikTok, but the cool thing about TikTok is everybody's feed is unique to them. So let's break it down. Storytelling actually activates different parts of our brain because we have something that is called the limbic system and our limbic system has no capacity for language but guess what? It has capacity for feelings. If you have listened to the podcast, you already know this, and you're probably repeating it back to me. Why our limbic system is so important is our limbic system is the second line of defense when it comes to decision making. And with storytelling, specifically, specifically, what is going to happen is that storytelling is going to activate the limbic system because of the feelings. There is a reason why you get so sucked into books when there's a good story because you're feeling the feelings with the character and our brain enjoys that. Our brain is excited by it and it loves it. Now, when you get into selling, a lot of times you hear one of two things. You hear, don't tell stories, don't give analogies, Or do. I have been on both sides of the fence. And let me tell you, it is way easier to sell with analogies and stories than it is without. And why people say not to is because they think that the buyer will get confused. These are humans we are talking about. And our buyers are not, they're not stupid. There is a lot of belief inside the online space of like, what is selling? What is not I'll tell you this. People love to buy stuff. I love to go to the bookstore. I love to buy stuff. What people don't like is selling but people like to buy. And so keeping that in mind. Now, when we use analogies, we are what we're doing is called framing. So framing is creating a belief and exist or something like that, playing into an original belief. And when you use an analogy, what you do is you remove the brain from thinking about the specific decision that they're making, and modeling what a decision could look like or an example of it. Using examples allows for further understanding, whether you are selling a problem, a solution, a product, a concept, an idea, you're selling your husband on what to eat for dinner that night, or you're selling your kid on, you know, why they should eat their chicken nuggets. And what most people don't consider, and that is going to be that using analogies helps us take a large abstract concept and make it easier. Now, the more relevant the analogy, the more personalized it's going to feel because relevancy creates personalization. Sometimes it's going to be person to person because you have collected the information, you know them, and say you're talking to a mom and you want to compare motherhood to sales skills, you're going to be able to say that. The other side of that is that our brain remembers stories. Now there is a quote where it's like 33% more, three times more fun fact, that's overquoted a lot. It's overestimated. I don't know the real stats. So I'm not going to give you that. What I do know is that our brains like three specific things. It likes feelings. It likes our limbic system to light up. And typically stories not only show a what, a how and a why. That's why we were told little stories as kids. That's why there's Aesop's fables, Greek mythology, those types of things. The second thing that I know is that our brain likes complete pictures. It likes a beginning, a middle, and an end. The beginning and the middle and the end can sometimes create mystery because you know the beginning, you get to the middle, and then you want to figure out how it ends. And when we're telling stories using a system that allows that to happen, it's going to be more impactful for the customer because they're going to feel like they have a full picture of what it is. And when you use stories as analogies to compare it back to what you're selling, it really helps helps them see the full picture of their transformation which then creates the feeling which then creates the action. The third thing that I know is that we are natural storytellers. Um if you think back to like pre-written text, I don't want to think about a time before there were books, but that's in our nature is to tell stories. You tell stories every single day when you talk to your family or you You know, the one thing that comes to mind is my brother unfortunately passed away in 2016, and storytelling is something that we do as a family to keep the memory alive of my brother and to talk about my brother and to really keep that in. And when you tell stories, it activates that limbic system, and it also is just in our human nature to tell stories. It's in our human nature. That's how we used to collect history. That's how we used to record history. That's how we continue on generations and talk about our families, and what is missing when it comes to selling and storytelling is the idea of why and what. So sometimes our branding is going to get in the way of how to tell a story or what stories we need to tell, because as a business, you want to feel on brand at times, all times. Most people want to feel brand in all moments of their life because on brand is authentic and authentic feels like we're at our truest form. Maslow called this self-actualization. If you have listened to the Maslow hierarchy episode, or if it hasn't come out yet, because I don't know the timeline on it, we'll be talking about it later. But self-actualization is realizing our purpose and living in our purpose. And as humans, our purpose has to be deeper than just feeling good or doing something. Our purpose to tends to expand and impact more and feeling on brand makes us feel in our purpose and feeling in our purpose makes us feel really received by ourselves and have self-esteem and so sometimes when you're selling you don't want to use a specific example because it may not feel on brand and that's okay you know it's kind of like if you ever go to church and it's sunday and they're talking about football and you're like are we preaching to football or what same type of situation. What needs to be considered, though, is that that can be really limiting when you don't think about the ideal client and the vast knowledge that they have and the, re- the relevancy of it. So for an example, if you work with moms, and you were talking about how, you know, it really is the Kaizen principle and the Kaizen principle states that it's better to do 1% than these big pushes and the Kaizen principle is an economic principle that came out of Japan. The Compound Effect, which we'll link down below, talks a lot about it. And Atomic Habits by James Clear talks about it as well, about just this, like, basically continual improvement is what it is. And if you were talking to moms, working with moms, and, you know, moms have limited time. They they do a lot of things. I went to dinner last night with some of my friends who have kids, and I'm just like – I don't know how y'all do it. Like, how do you keep your sanity, eat your dinner, and then like, put the child to bed. So talking to moms and talking about the Kaizen principle is so key. But if I just told you get 1% better, as a mom, that would be so overwhelming, because you're like, yeah, 1% better at what laundry, dishes, keeping my kid alive. You know, and then there's that like additional mom guilt if you watch your like your kid gets to watch Blimpy or, you know, you give them a phone at the dinner table. It's like this external shame around it. So instead, instead of telling them 1% better, instead of using that logical side of our brain, because we all want to think that we're logic, right? We all want to be seen as the logical person, not the emotional person. Plot twist humans are very emotional and that's okay that is okay emotional intelligence and self regulation can come in handy what i would do instead is i would tell a story about a surgeon so there was a surgeon who was i don't remember the timeline to be honest i should probably have prepped with the timeline basically the surgeon was assisting with births c section vaginally whatever and this was at a time where they didn't wash their hands they didn't believe that there were bacteria on their hands. And so they were not washing their hands. They were basically going inside of these women's uterus. And these women were dying because bacterial infections. Like just thinking about it makes me want to like dry heave. Just like mm-mm. for those of you who have enemophobia, I'm not going to make a dry heaving noise um, because that will set you off. And we don't want to do that here. So the surgeon goes to other surgeons and is like, hey what if we start washing our hands? What if we, you know, take two minutes and 30 seconds? Who knew if they sung happy birthday back then, like they teach us now. And we washed our hands before we opened up these people and they gave birth. And the other surgeons were like, no, we've always done it this way. We've always done it this way. Like, why would we change it? Like, why would we change something as simple as washing our hands? And the surgeon is like, hey, if you wash your hands, these women could live longer. And if these women can live longer, they can have children and then their children can have children and their children can have children and their children can have children. children children. What do surgeons do now? They wash their hands. And because one person was like, let's make this small improvement in a process, which felt so big, it creates a rippling effect. And as a mom... You know, if you can just do 1% better, if you could just do a little bit better each day, you're going to create this rippling effect because you're going to feel better. Your kids are going to feel better. Their kids are going to feel better. You're going to be breaking generational trauma. You're going to be healing yourself. Do you see how much more impactful that is than saying, hey, 1% better mom is going to make you better. 1% better is where where you need to go. Here's the thing about storytelling is that a lot of times we think that we have to tell the story of us, you know, if you have been listening for a while, you will know that the $200 story is infamous. It's actually so infamous that I've had people like straight up steal it. And I'm like, that was my $200, not yours. Here's the thing is that not all stories have to reflect on us and our experience because our brains at the core will say that, you know, That's you, you have your belief system, you have your experience, you have the upper hand, you are doing something better than I can. And so it makes sense that you could do it, but how does that work out for me? What's in it for me? Our brains are constantly looking to one, protect us, and two, least possible effort because our brains have not evolved in the way people think they need to evolve. They have not evolved to conform to society and the overwhelming technology and all the stimulus and those types of things. And what is happening is that storytelling and sales is more about us and what we've done. You know, I tell my story about $200, not to talk about like what I did, because if we're being 100% honest, that was financially risky. It was not the smartest move. It was definitely a limbic feeling. And it definitely set me up for some hard times. That story is not meant to say, hey, risk it do it at all costs. Like that's the type of person you are. What that story is giving is a feeling that you can do it. And while it is important to tell what you've done and how you've done it, credibility comes from showing, not telling. It goes back to our mirror neurons. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. Mirror neurons are going to look and see. And then it's going to create that credibility. You don't have to sell somebody that you're an expert if they're already listening and implementing. But if they're listening and they're not sure, that's where you struggle. And so what I mean is don't get off this podcast and talk about your brand story and talk about all the things you've done. It's important to still have that. It is very important to have your brand story and what you do and those types of things. What I am saying is get off this podcast, get a notebook out. And do a little Google search and start looking for stories that help you build a better case. And by building a better case, you can make more sales. Because what those stories are going to do is it's going to activate the limbic system in their brain. And that limbic system is going to be able to tell that story, which is then going to create that feeling. That feeling is more important than your personal importance and credibility. It is talked about so much in the online space. Authority, authority, authority. All authority is, is just credibility. It's just leadership. You just want people to follow you. You just want people to listen to you. And so what that means is as you continue to read, you know, I'm dropping book recommendations left and right in this podcast. You get the opportunity to to collect these stories and tell these stories and utilize them in your sales process. And when you utilize it in your sales process, you give permission to somebody else to then utilize it. And when you use analogies and you use stories, you are activating different parts of the brain activating those different parts of the brain is so important when you are presenting solutions to them. So get off this podcast, go tell some stories. And if you listen to this episode, go ahead and tag me. If you have loved today's podcast episode, go ahead and take a moment to rate and review on whatever you choose as your platform to listen rating and reviews help us not only be able to serve you deeper, but to bring more people in to learn more about sales. If you ever want to check out the behind the scenes, go down to the show notes. My Instagram is always linked and I will see you next Wednesday for another episode of Salesy.